Hey, stranger. <laughs> Hello to everyone listening. My name is Thraya. This is the Hey Stranger podcast. And before we start, let me set the scene for you. I'm currently sitting in a chair at my local park, which also happens to be one of the biggest tourist attractions in my city. Across from me is an empty chair, and on today's and every episode, that empty chair will be filled one by one by people of different backgrounds, mindsets, and walks of life. The only criteria is that they are a stranger. Hi everyone, Thraya here. So this week, we're going to be doing things a little bit different. I have this voicemail set up to where anyone could call in and leave me a secret. And so today for the episode, I'll be sharing some of those secrets with you. And before we start on today's episode, I also want to give a trigger warning because a lot of the secrets that were shared deal with sensitive topics. Let's get started. I love you all. And here we go. Hey, you've reached Thrive's voicemail. Don't leave your name or number, just leave me a secret. You'll have three minutes at the tone. Hey, so my secret is a couple months ago, I was arguing with an ex of mine. I was very, you know, um, upset about our relationship and our breakup and just a bunch of things that went on in our relationship. One night out with a friend, I was venting my feelings to my friend and I was just very angry and I had said that I wish my ex would just die probably get hit by a car about a week or two later my ex passed away and he was hit by a car I blame myself for that every day my biggest secret is When I was 22 years old, I got into a fight with my dad while he was holding my son. And I caused my son major brain damage by missing my dad and striking my son in the head. I spent four years in prison for this. And I consider killing myself every single day because of this. My secret is I went to a work conference with my boss where he got drunk and confessed to me that the city manager wanted to kick me off my job as a, a lineman because his words were, we don't need a cripple out on the line. And he's been coming up with excuses why I keep getting in trouble that others don't get in trouble for. And I don't know what to do about it. I love my job. But the city manager says we need to get the cripple out of there. That's it. Um, so my secret is that I think my mom my mom told me once years ago that she thinks that my our my neighbor a used me when I was a kid, like, uh, like three, four years old. And I never thought anything of it because I didn't remember it. And so I just, you know, I never, it wasn't as a blip on my radar. I, it wouldn't, I didn't let it bother me. Um, and then the older I got, you know, the more you, you kind of, you learn about yourself and you start to look about like, oh, you know, what are these 
feelings and emotions and why do I react this way? And, you know, you just got to dig deeper um, as you get older. And um, the more and more I, I basically think that I remember it, but I feel stupid for I feel stupid for acknowledge, like even thinking to acknowledge it because, like, what if it's just in my own head? You know, like, what? And does it even matter? Because what if it didn't even happen? And I'm just like, I'm placing those thoughts there because, like, you know, like someone like put planted that there, and, and I, um, yeah, I haven't told anybody about that. Hi, um, this is my confession. For the past almost 10 years, I've never been able to sleep outside the covers. I've always had to have my whole, my head under the covers. It began around when my dad forced me to watch the Aliens movie. For some reason, it was that movie. But that night, I was not able to just put my pillow, just half sleep on the pillow like a normal human and I just was too scared to look from under the covers just to see what was what was waiting in the corner so ever since that night I've kind of I kind of I've developed the fear of darkness but it's not the fear of true darkness it's the fear of what's in the darkness so yeah Hi, Daria. Um, oh, I feel so nervous. So my secret is, is that about two years ago, I had an abortion, and I regret it every single day because I wonder what my life would have been like if I had chose to go a different way. At the time, I was in a really toxic and abusive relationship, and I just got out of it maybe um, a year ago. And I'm the type of person who doesn't regret anything, but that is one of my biggest regrets. And none of my family knows. None of my friends know. Nobody knows. And it just weighs on me every single day, and I can't even talk about it. And I feel ashamed of myself. And I hate myself for making that decision. Though I am pro-choice, I just, sometimes I feel like I can't live with myself. Um, thank you. Have a nice day. Hi, so my secret is that when one time I went over to my best friend's house, I really, really had to use the bathroom. So I went into her bathroom you know, took a number two, and her toilet got clogged. So I didn't want to tell her because I was very, very embarrassed. So they had a cat. <laughs> I took the poop out from the toilet, and I put it in the cat litter box, and she smelled it. She said, oh, my goodness, what is that smell? So she went and changed out the cat litter box. And uh, she didn't know that it was 
Michael. Hi, my big secret is that um, I ain't never seen two pretty best friends. They both got to be so goddamn beautiful. And I say this because my best friend is having a hard time, and she also has TikTok, so if she ever sees this, I want to tell her um, it will get better, I promise. And um, you are beautiful, and people love you, so please don't give up. Okay, I love you. Thank you. Hi, this is my secret. I've grown up to resent my family. Growing up as a middle child, it's often ignored. My parents relied on me to be self-responsible and would yell at me when I wasn't. My brothers always got a free pass. My younger brother did drugs, stole, got into trouble with the law, but my parents always bailed him out. When I had the chance to attend the university, my older brother decided he would attend his, so my parents and grandmother only supported him and even bought him a new car. It caused me to delay my attendance to save money and work. I worked 40 plus hours a week while attending school. Even had to pay rent. I was the only one. When my graduation day came, I told no one. I walked down that aisle alone. I even celebrated by myself. But that day, that one single day, I was actually happy. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When I was five years old, I was sexually assaulted by my two older cousins. One of them didn't stop until I was at the end of my eighth grade year. I never told anybody until I was about 17 years old. And I told my cousin, who's also my best friend, come to find out she was sexually assaulted by the same two people. When we came out to the family, nobody believed us. They shunned us. They would talk about us behind our backs, telling other people that they didn't believe us. We currently have a case open against them. Still nobody believes us. My dad, who killed himself about three years ago, was also a victim of sexual assault in that family. His brother was a victim. His cousin was also a victim. And when they came out and told the family, they told them it wasn't true, and they kept the molesters around the family. They still talk to those sexual assaulters. They still do not believe any of us. And it's still an ongoing battle. And sometimes I struggle with my identity and trust and knowing the word family and what it truly means. And that's been a secret that I've held on to for a while. And I'm not really sure 
how much more of it I can take. It's honestly heartbreaking. And if this story does get out, I hope that whoever is going through the same thing knows that they're not alone and to say something. Thank you. My biggest secret is that when I was very young, I was both sex trafficked and sexually exploited. And from there, it only got worse. My uh, situation of being sex trafficked never quite stopped. And even though I'm currently out of those situations, I never know when I'm going to be in those situations again. And it really hurts because I feel like one day I might die in them. At the same time, being a sex addict from such a young age has been my deepest burden as someone who um, appreciates God and religion. My biggest problem is that I never really knew how I got into those situations. I always tell everyone my parents and family died before that, and that's how I got into the situation. However, the truth is, I really don't know if my biological family sold me, and I don't know exactly every part of it, and it kind of scares me a little bit that I might never actually know the truth about my life. Um... I don't even think y'all are doing this anymore, and I don't even think this is a secret. Um, But I really have no one to tell. Like, I'm really lonely, and I'm super, super sad. Like, there's been days where I just don't want to be here anymore, but I don't I don't want to leave that behind. And I'm, I'm just super sad, and I don't even know how, like, like it's just it's just a lie, and I really have no one to tell. I'm super super sad. Like, and yeah, that's really. My secret is that I had a boy in my gym class, and I thought he had a really nice behind. And I told someone I didn't fully trust. And she told him with me standing in front of him. And the way he looked at me made me feel like no one would ever love me in my entire life. Thank you. Um, okay, so I'm going to preface this with a, an eating disorder trigger warning. Um, I don't talk about it directly, but I... It is, like, kind of mentioned in, like, the whole secret part. Um, but I was, like, very much struggling with eating, and I wasn't really eating at all. And I just remember never shitting, which makes sense, because I wasn't... But I just, like, I just used to sit in the bathroom to make it seem like I was shitting. But I just didn't. It happened so often. Like, I, that's, that's definitely not normal. Um... But it just came to mind. And I was just, it's not funny, but it was funny. It's funny now. Because I just remember sitting there and going, oh, my God, I am actually sick in the head. Um, which is true, but I'm, 
getting better. I'm looking into getting the help that I need, which is good. Um, I hope you get a giggle out of that. Sorry if it was too much. Um, thank you. You're doing the best work. I'm very excited to see what you put out next. All right. Bye. Hi. Um, my biggest secret is I act like I am okay and happy all the time. I have two autistic children, one's five and one's about to be three, and neither one of them speak, and I'm always embarrassed to go have play dates, and I go home and cry sometimes when I see kids the same age as mine and that speak regularly or know so much or know, just know a lot. And it hurts my heart sometimes, and it makes me feel like it's my fault, even though they were born that way. Sometimes I beat myself up about it, and I act like I'm completely fine, that I'm just incredibly happy, and that it doesn't faze me. And it's not selfish. I do it because I want them to be able to speak. Sometimes, again, I act like I'm so happy with my personal life being single because I'm so happy that I'm out of the relationship that I was in for seven years. But I do long for someone who would accept me and my kids that don't speak or do have a learning disability and just hope that one day they will love me for me and love my kids for them. That's my secret. Sorry, I got emotional. <laughs> it's a big one. Hi. So I was about six or seven years old, and I went to – I had a violin, and I went to violin practice. And it was a rainy day. <laughs> it sounds so sketchy, but it was. Um, and I guess I ate something that was a little pungent, and my breath wasn't, you know, a one. So, my before I stepped out to go to my violin practice, my mom gave me a mint, and it was gum, and I hate, hate, hate gum. So she gave me it, and there was a big puddle in front of me. So I thought it would be, you know, smart to drop it in the puddle, and she wouldn't see it, but. She did, and I wasn't sneaky. So after my violin practice session was over, um, my whole family was in the car, and she took me um, to this strange place. I didn't know what it was. It looked like um, something from the Adams Family type facility, and, and she stopped the car suddenly by this place, and she opened the door and she dragged me out and she's like, this is what happens for, um, with little girls that lie and that sneak. You're going away. You're going to foster care. And I was screaming and crying like somebody cut all my limbs off or something, screaming to the top of my lungs. And then my dad had to tell her that enough is enough and bring her back in the car. And then 17 years later, I talked to her about it. And she was like, I do regret it, but it helped you. And I've hated her ever since. And I hate her still today after we talked about it. And she also said 
that it was for me to do better and for me to, you know, do right, just like to scare me to do right. So I still hate her today. Um, recently my grandma, or recently my mom, just had a stroke in the middle of June, and then my grandma passed away, and right after that, my dog passed away, and I know there's other people going through other stuff, but I feel like I haven't had the chance to really, like, sit down and gathered what happened this year because I'm so busy taking care of my mom, helping her get better. And, you know, I tried so hard not to cry at my grandma's funeral so my mom wouldn't have to worry about me because I know she gets really worried when I start crying. And I'm not doing the best in school right now and it's really hard and I don't know what to do anymore. And... You know, I'm just, I don't know why I'm trying so hard not to cry. Um, but, yeah, I feel like the world is just moving so fast, and I haven't had the chance to really sit down and, you know, gather what has happened to me recently. And, yeah, that's all. <laughs> so... I've been thinking about sharing this, but um, I'm just going to get to it. When I was 13, I basically got groomed, meaning like the man that was talking to me, and I eventually lost my virginity to him when I was 13 and man this is really hard to say dang I'm scared to say it I wish I could start over. I really do. And that is it for today's episode. Remember that the video version to this episode will be up on my YouTube channel this Friday. I'll have it linked in the description along with my other social media links as well. And again, if you want to dial in to leave a secret for future voicemail episodes, the number is star 67619-797-6334. Please make sure to dial the star 67 because that makes it so the call comes in to me as unknown and I'll only be opening voicemails that are marked as unknown. I emphasize this on my voicemail recording, but I'll emphasize it again here. As anonymous as this is, please only share your secret if you are 100% certain you're okay with me reposting it on my podcast, on my YouTube, and my other platforms as well. That's pretty much it. Please consider sharing this episode with a friend. Thank you for everything. I love you all, and we'll meet again next Tuesday.